Adam Chapman, welcome to this Not That Deep podcast, brother. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> well, you're the one who said again, I was not going to bring it up, but you know, um, you have been on the podcast before, the unreleased episode. We don't have to dive into it, but uh, we're going to do it this time for real. We're going to put it out, and uh, I'm really excited to have you on, my man. I'm excited to be here, honestly. For those who don't know, you founded a home services company called PadPal. You've been running that for how long now? This is my thir third year doing PadPal. Third year only, yeah. man. It yeah. seems like you've been doing this for so much longer, dude. Watching your watching your journey and your growth from that first time that I met you, like it's actually like it's an honor to see, man. Appreciate that. Homie. Like, like it actually fires me up so much. I remember that first time that we met and we were having coffee and just talking about like kind of um I would say our respective business journeys, but I didn't have one at that time. So literally when I met you, you're like, yeah, like, what are you up to and stuff? Like, I love your podcast. And like, you've honestly day one, like always been rocking with my stuff. You know what I mean? I get like three episodes. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, like less than 10. Exactly. Like mm -hmm. I, I had no business. I barely had a podcast. Like I really didn't have much going on at that point. But I remember meeting you and uh, you were telling me a little bit about PadPal and like what you guys do and kind of what some of your goals are, what you want to do moving forward. And I just remember, man, like I'm like, this dude's different. Like you just like just the way you approach things even back then it was like I don't not the word cutthroat is not not the way I want to what I want to use to describe you. But like when you want something, you go and get it. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I really like always appreciated about you, man. And like. Um, one of the crazy things about PadPal and your journey is how much you've grown, man. Like when I met you, it was like, yeah, we do like driveway ceiling and like, was it gutter cleaning? Windows and gutter. Yeah. Windows and gutter cleaning and that kind of stuff. And I was like, at the time I'm like, okay, cool. Like maybe he's just got like a little like hustle going. He's like, no man, like we're actually doing like pretty well. Things are growing. Like, mm -hmm. and this winter I'm taking the whole winter off. I'm going to Thailand. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, this guy's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this guy, like, he already won. Like, he's already doing what I want to do. I'm like, I want to know more about this guy and stuff, right? But you were, like, always had your sights set on more. Like, no, I want to grow my personal brand. I want to do coaching. I want to systemize my business. I want everything to run without me. And, dude, I look at you here, and you've kind of achieved all of that, man. It's in the it's in the process. I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I've achieved it. I, just see, I would say that... A lot of those things are within within like in grasp. Like, Hundred yeah, percent, man. That's what I'd say where we're at now. Yeah. And and one thing that I mean we got to talk about is since our last conversation, you've blown up on TikTok, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I love TikTok. Honestly, yeah. Like I started with with Jamie. I reached out to Jamie. Uh, everyone probably knows Jamie to start filming them. I knew that there was like an opportunity with TikTok. Uh, when Instagram came out, I was still playing junior hockey and like didn't know a single thing about money or business or like the value of attention, which is what social media is. And then when I saw TikTok came out, I was like, Hey, I have to jump on this wave before it, before it's like Instagram and like it is oversaturated competitive and take space while it's there. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like just seeing where it would go and TikToks, I would say TikToks changed my life. I know that sounds kind of crazy to say, but like, <laughs> TikTok has accelerated and like brought a lot of things in my life that would not be possible without it. And yeah, it's, it's great. It's wild because when we first like kind of spoke about that and even at that first coffee, I remember you mentioning like, I want to grow my personal brand. 
and you didn't know how you didn't know what the medium was like we kind of explored like you know like you're like i'd like a podcast and like mm-hmm. i almost even told you like man like i'm not sure if you want a podcast but you're like no 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 i like i think i want a podcast yeah. so i'm like whatever you know but like it, it when it came down to it i think you made the best choice you possibly could have in terms of like picking a platform to just dominate not to say that instagram you're not doing that right like i mean a lot of the tiktok success has leaked over into instagram and like obviously your business as well but in terms of like a growth platform i don't think there's anything that matches tiktok in terms of just organically getting the most eyeballs no it's not like the way that the tiktok algorithm works so it's showing you to 100 people and then based on the performance, it shows it to a thousand, ten thousand. Like that's kind of how TikTok works. Yeah. Whereas Instagram, you're either they're trying to do it now, but historically, Instagram's your followers. And then if it does really well, let's say you're po- like you're in Ottawa, it does really well, you'll get shown to more people in Ottawa. Yeah, like on or, the Explore page and stuff. On like the that. Explore page, like I saw some Instagrams that go on the Explore page. Whereas TikTok, it's global, it's tested globally right yeah. away, like that. So that's that, well, Canada state like it can go global whereas instagram like if it's popping off it's locally or maybe like provincially but like you're not going to see a some random person's instagram post that lives in california unless they're a celebrity yeah let's take it back a bit man i want to talk about kind of your journey as a hockey player and and you played like was it like a professional level at one point yeah so i played major junior so i played the ohl the q and then uh i played in the east coast signed right when i was 20 uh as soon as i finished junior played Pro and then went back uh, and then did the varsity hockey at Carleton and then, yes, went to the business. So when did you know that, like, all right, you know what, hockey, like, I'm having fun, I'm doing my thing, like, this is great, like, whatever, but I'm not going to go to the next level with it and I'm I'm pivoting. So I'd say there was two, maybe two or three times where, like, because my whole life, like, I wasn't even a question of anything else besides hockey. My first time where I was like, oh, maybe I should look into other things is when I was playing, I was playing pro. So I was 20, I just signed and I was finishing the season in pro and just seeing like the lifestyle. I'm like, okay, this is not, (laughs) this is not ideal and it's not ideal overall. And then also I noticed a lot of the guys that did their school were more like mentally okay with being in the East coast and not making up great of money compared to the guys that just went hockey and now they're 28 and only do hockey camps in the summer. And then my second time where I was like, okay, like maybe I should really start taking the business seriously was when I was in school making good money while playing varsity hockey and doing like a course overload. I'm like, yo, imagine if I was doing business full time. Full time. And then the third time was like when I fin- when I was coming to the end of my hockey at Carleton, there's always the opportunity to go play in Italy or France. Like every single guy on Carleton usually does that. And that like crossed my mind as well. But then when you're seeing like the contract offers you're offering and it's like, again, it's the experience. It's fun to go play in Italy or whatever. Sure. But it's not a money play. It's, it's not a money play. Yeah. It's not a life play. So it's one of those like situational things. Like if some of the guys that like their parents own construction companies and then they come home, they're like the foreman for the summer, like like dress up kind of idea. And it's <laughs> you can go and waste another five years, spend another five years doing that. But for me, I was like, okay, I need to like even when I was a kid, I'm like, hey, I need to have make money and be there, like have a good be there for my family one day and stuff. And like that wasn't the play, right? Yeah. Because your upbringing definitely was not that. I got a I got a rich pops who's a construct <laughs> owns a construction company. It was it was a, it was a little bit more um, of a struggle than that, right? And do you think that that kind of shaped like who you are as a person today? Yeah, like a hundred percent. Like just seeing 
just some of the stuff I like just some of the stuff like I was exposed to as a kid and just seeing some of the uh just the struggle like and actually like not being shielded from and seeing it firsthand some like the struggles and like problems that come from not having money and I guess I've seen a bit of both sides of the the coin like w living with billets that have money and growing up without money and like I know it doesn't like 100% buy your happiness but like unless you've grown up like or been in a situation where you have no control and no power to do anything yourself like you can't really fully say like oh money doesn't bring happiness because yeah. when you're like in this tough spot like that you know for a fact that like not having to worry about like getting gas money and like what are you going to eat and stuff is a, is is it's hard to be happy when you're at that that level the money doesn't buy happiness thing like you hear everyone parroting that and talking about that and like i get the the standpoint of it like money itself intrinsically will not make you happy right like having it or not having it that's not like the happiness metric but one thing for sure and like you can relate to that is like not like like money solves money problems yeah. you know what i mean like when you don't have it like you got money problems and those things are making you unhappy so in the absence of it like yeah it's like gas money and like you know me growing up like pretty middle class but like not uh not rich by any means like you know there's always been those kind of like family struggles immigrant family whatever mm -hmm. you know not to like relate mine my story with yours in any way but it's just like you kind of get it what it's like just trying to when your relationship with money is just a little bit different when you don't have it yeah as yeah. opposed to almost i mean not to say now we're like wealthy rich super like ballers but it's just like now when you kind of you've been through that you kind of realize that oh okay like money is this tool that can get rid of a lot of problems it brings other types of problems but yeah on the whole happiness thing like it, it it's complicated i so yeah so i i i do think money has a significant factor in, in your happiness because again it's one of those things it's like yeah money sitting in your bank account doesn't bring you happiness but like being able to give back and like being able to yeah like use your money for good and stuff is definitely brings happiness and then the second thing is like if you have the financial freedom you can spend time with your family which is happiness you can not yeah so i don't buy the money doesn't bring happiness like i know it's not 100 percent going to but there's a lot of problems that unless you've had literally no money and struggled that yeah. you that people i think discount yeah with that saying i hear that man so you know grew up playing hockey you're crushing it with that you had a lot of penalty minutes out here. You were uh, you're a bit of a rowdy guy, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One year I had the most pims in the CHL. So like that's actually hilarious. Out of any sixteen to twenty year old playing in the WHL, OHL, or the Q, I had the most penalty minutes. Oh my god, that's legendary, man. I'm in the presence of greatness right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I uh, should have got a couple less, but I try my best, man. Hey, man. I, I, I try my best. So hockey was a big part of your life. Growing up an athlete, you know, you always um, excelled and always played at a pretty high level. When you, when you knew it was time to kind of pivot into the business world and stuff, how do you equate athletics and being an athlete to business? So there's a lot of, a ton of similarities, obviously, as you know, like doing, doing football and going into business, there a ton of, a ton of similarities. Um, I'd say the, the biggest one would be like, yes, being committed to something like you with when you're playing at a high level of hockey, you can't just be like, oh, I don't feel like showing up today or I don't feel like practicing and you won't get by like yeah, you'll seriously. be exposed. So <laughs> yeah. 
so that that was very similar to business um i would say a lot of just kind of the way you have to carry yourself when you're in major junior and like pro like there's a bit more of like a higher standard in terms of like how you present yourself that carried over yeah that professionalism yeah. like the biggest difference i'd say between the two which is which is something that i really liked about business was something that you realize when you're playing pro hockey is that you can be awesome and do a great game and do this but at the end of the day if you're not on like a two-way deal or not on the right contract it doesn't it it doesn't really matter in a yeah. sense like sometimes you can be a good player in the wrong team or great like kind of vibes there's like, external kind of factors that, that you can't Im- control impact. yeah that you can't control yeah. that could prevent you from getting that to that next level of exponential gains whereas in business that cap's kind of lifted yeah yeah your business it's easier to see your direct direct energy for a result mm. it's not always right away but with sports it's like yeah you you you're a little bit less of control of what goes on than as in business i like it's like if the business isn't going well like the only person that's fault that is is myself yeah like whereas hockey it's like yeah like you can play bad and you can play good but like you can also play great all season and then like like one like the pro team i was on the guy i was it was through detroit system the leading scorer of the team is in the east coast who like dominating the east coast but because he signed like a three-year two-way deal like and there's just so many other guys in the pecking order ahead of him. He was just buried there. Mm. So like that, that can happen as well. Yeah. You can dominate, you can crush it, but like, there's just so many things straight up again, outside of your control. That's really interesting. When you uh, talk about like with business, like your inputs, not directly, but like have a significant impact on outcomes. Um, Talk to me about the home services industry as a whole, man. What made you get into all that? Yeah, so believe it or not, I got into that. I was just, I, re- I remember like perfectly because like when I came back from pro, cause I, I had that concu- like a really bad concussion. So I was like, okay, I guess I might as well use some of my school package. And low key in the back of my mind, I'm like, yo, I'll just do half a year somewhere to somewhere to stay, and like they'll take care, they'll hook me yeah. up at Carlton, I'm like bored and yeah. yeah, they'll hook me up at Carlton, like without getting into it. And then next year I'll just bounce to go play pro again. Like mm-hmm. that's what, that's what my that's what my thought process was because I couldn't stay down. I was in Georgia, I couldn't stay there all winter, like just wasn't able to okay um so then i was like okay might as well come and then i was sitting in class and one of those pieces of paper to sign up for an info thing i did that and then did like a student management program and fell in love with it like that like the home service industry i was had a good mentor who's helped me out mm. um who was kind of like leaving it so he as he was leaving it he was just leaning on me heavy to like take over and manage it and the home service industry is incredible it's incredible because it's it's lacking in terms of like our competitors and a lot of it's it's not up to date as much as other things are so Mm. like standing out like doing the little things right being professional having a social media presence you can kind of get head and shoulders above these really really big companies that don't bother doing that and they kind of rest on their laurels because it's worked for so long like why would they need you know an optimized website or seo or like a TikTok account, yeah. you know, all, all these things that are just kind of new school, but like have a direct impact on your business and, and the success that even just customer service in general. Well, now you're a homeowner, you'll, you'll get experience some of this stuff. It's yeah. like the, the trades that a lot of people look down on or like home service, anything like that's not like a computer, like pretty job people like not sexy, not sexy job. Yeah. That's what we say on the TikToks, like a not sexy job like that. There's so much demand. Like right now, if you try to get a good interlock guy, like he'll be okay. I can book you September 2022. That's like that's what it, that's, you know what I mean? So like when you have that kind of leverage, yeah. but the thing is with the home service industry is a lot of guys get comfortable at that and they mm-hmm. don't want to grow it. They like doing the work, which is fine. 
but like yeah they'll get so booked up they okay we're booking a year in advance which is good for them they're living well but not a lot of people want to like okay let's turn this now into getting a couple crews under there doing it let's put a proper presence online let's put some systems in place so now i can collect money instead of working like crazy exactly and that's that's the big difference between basically like a glorified freelancer and a a business an actual like business that's like you know you being an owner of a business that's producing income without you directly having to work now that's not to say i don't want people to hear that and think that chap's lazy (laughs) that that chap doesn't work his ass off you know what i mean it's just different now like and and it's like like you said those systems and and that customer service and having something that gives you a competitive advantage that now dude like i mean you know adam won't won't toot his own horn here but like dude is like doing big big jobs like big commercial stuff you're now training other companies to do that stuff they're coming to you like yo man like show us your systems like you know we'll pay you whatever like we just need to do this you're also doing mentorship like i want to dive into all the different things that pad pal and adam chap are doing man so let's get started with first pad pal what are all the services that you offer and and talk to me about those yeah, so PadPal, we started with uh, window and gutter cleaning. That's why I started when I was in school. Window gutter cleaning, power washing, driveway sealing, the lawn care, and then holiday light installations. Boom. Yeah. So, so you guys do lawn care as well? We do the spring and fall. We do okay. the seeding, aeration, fertilizing. Uh, gotcha. That's it right now. Okay. Um, so that's kind of like our core services right there. Um, like that's our main ones. Main ones is window and gutter cleaning, power washing, driveways. How big is the crew? And are, is it the same crew? trained to do all those things or different crews for every different crews uh, yeah yeah. so like the window window and gutter cleaning guys like they they don't do a single thing with driveways Mm. um the driveway guys don't like window cleaning like it's it's like that and the way why i like doing that is because then the window guys because again if you have too many services too many guys doing different things it's never quality like yeah we are you have a bunch of generalists who are just kind of like doing an okay job yeah Mm. like our driveway guys like like my lead driveway guy, he'll do 15 driveways a day, wow. every single day, nonstop. So it's like, you know, they're good driveways. Same with the window guys. Like they've been with me for three years now. They, that's all, that's basically all they do. Yeah. And then when it comes to holiday lights, everyone does those. Okay. Um, but yeah, like we specialize with those services and then uh, doing that right now. And then it's kind of funny because PadPal is like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, let's keep getting vehicles on the road. Like that was what I was starting out to do. Like, okay, one, two, three, four. It, it's easy, right? Every time you get a vehicle, if I have two workers that want to work, and I want to get a vehicle on the road, like it's money. Mm. It, it's guaranteed. Yeah. There's enough demand that if I want to put 10 trucks tomorrow and like go that route, you can do it. You can fill your schedule. But as I've been like learning and like kind of things have been changing and stuff like that, like we're really focused right now on getting our current vehicles, our current size, putting it into next year for subscription based. So people okay. are going to pay monthly. Cool. Uh, yeah, working that out. Um, we have like a partnership that a company that does lawn cares. They have, they're a big a big company. Like they have over seven thousand clients wow. for, for snow and lawns. <laughs> nice. So we're gonna do next year snow lawns and then our services together. So you just like you're kind of on a mission to just dominate all home services. You want PadPal to kind of just be the. We're trying. Yeah, we're really like because again, there's different ways to do it. You can just do one service, or you can do kind of here and there. And for us, it's like we have so many people right now that do everything with us, except for the snow and lawns because we don't do cutting. Mm -hmm. Um, So then, yeah, we got approached by just covering our social media presence. We got approached by a big company here in Ottawa. They have like 9,000 
customers. It's a bit 40 something year old business nice. and he's on his way out and he's like, I have no one that can take over for me. So we're kind of in that like merger, like, yeah, it's, it'll be exciting next year for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be some fun stuff, yeah. man. So what's the ultimate vision with PadPal? What, what do you, what are you trying to do? Are, are you building this to sell? Is this a company that you will eventually want to pass on a, a little chap one day or like, what do we, what do we, uh, what's kind of the vision? Like, what are you, what are you doing all this for? So we do, I think and it's one thing I've like, I think last year I started doing that, like building, if, when you're doing any business for anyone that has a business, I think you should always have the idea of built to building, building it to sell it. Uh, not only because if you do want to sell it, it's easier to do that. Yeah. Uh, if you start from day one, putting those systems in place, having the manuals in place, having like standard operating procedures and removing yourself removing from yourself. having to having to do the thing imagine if you were the lead driveway guy and like you go to sell the business no one's gonna buy it because it's like bro like we need you <laughs> bro i, I want, want me to tell you how it is i today was the i went on the ladder today because we're doing the we're running the trainings today so i'm like okay i'll go on the ladder show these guys how to do lights and that was the first time i went on a ladder like since last winter and i was like yo shoot like this is scary man like i'm like yo this is high like yeah yeah because like, i got you get disconnected from it so mm -hmm. um the big vision for PadPal overall like um yeah we build it we're growing it right now building it too if we wanted to sell it realistically though um i see it being more of like a cash cow uh we're very very close to getting it to that point where we can step out we have our customers coming in like this year we haven't spent any money on marketing it's just all wow. rolls in which is crazy that's insane yeah we spent less than 100 bucks it that's, was we forgot to wild. turn off like an ad from last year so oh i can't say zero because <laughs> we got a call i'm like how'd you hear like what's this from yeah. but uh making it like a cash cow to to have the money to invest into other business ventures i'd say um there's also a lot of opportunities that have been coming from the home service industry like some of our customers that have like less heating and cooling companies are doing 20 mil just talking with them they're like looking at our business like oh like could you help us with our systems and stuff so yeah. there's opportunity there in terms of like help because again these big companies aren't doing it yeah. it's just not part of the home service industry like mm -hmm. you you'd be shocked at like some of the big names that if you went behind their behind their website page it's yeah. like it's just chaos wow so there's opportunities in the consulting and the coaching is really cool and like the class like the courses mentoring that's rewarding um it sounds like the hardest thing is like opportunity management at this point yeah so we're kind of taking things as they come like really like my number one focus is pad pal is is like the actual what's going on in ottawa right now um but like i said we are very building it to get out of it yeah. and then the the social media the personal branding a lot of opportunities will come from that yeah um again i i don't know how involved i'll be with it for like my whole life I do want to use a lot of the money that investing back into PadPal and like another business venture, whether I've been looking into like the NFT space, like business yeah. applications for that, uh, psilocybin mushrooms. That's another one that I think is going to be a really big space mm -hmm. that you, that's not starting with like how I started my window cleaning zero dollars, like yeah. to get into like the end, like to get into something like that and do it big, you need lots of money. So yeah. that's kind of what PadPal is going to maybe turn into. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. You shared with me, I think it was the beginning of last year. Um, uh, you had a goal, like a revenue target. And I think it's safe to say that you passed that. You surpassed that goal. Are you comfortable sharing numbers actually, on this podcast here? I actually have some, some uh, yeah, I'll break the truth. So the goal this year was to do seven figures uh, for the company. And it's, it's funny this comes up because literally talking this today uh, with my partner and one of the companies that were up here asked us. 
the goal this year was to hit seven figures and it's still a possibility depending on how we do with Christmas lights. Like that's started today. Um, and that is our biggest service. However, this year compared to previous years, I was, I was always been better, like, okay at getting the systems in place in that. However, this year we really took a step back and like built out a base, like, mm, like a good foundation. Yeah. Like what I'm saying, like, like we could step away. It wouldn't be this year, maybe not next year, but spring 2023 like i can't really see having any involvement mm. with pad pal like needing to be involved with pad pal right and being able to collect so you're looking lie. more at buying back your time yeah we really went really again if i went uh, like last year it was just like okay let's make money let's make money let's make money let's yeah. make money and then this year like bringing on uh bringing on the partner who was really like it's called like kind of like balance we were talking about this before the podcast <laughs> he really balanced it out and it's like there's been times this year where it's tough where i'm like yo like like we're only at like 20% over last seasons at this time. And like, we should be at like this. Um, Cause it's hard to not always just look at the number, like numbers, like, okay, we want to hit seven, we want to hit a million this year. And then realizing, okay, we're not on point for that. I'd have that like, oh, like money, like, mm-hmm. but that's short sighted. It is. Cause yeah. now like when I step back, be okay, like, yeah, we could probably have a couple hundred thousand more in sales. However, now when we hire somebody, I don't even see them and guys don't even immediately get in it works, which is like, out like so it's yeah it's a yeah and then we all spend a lot of time on like our back end hub spot and yeah stuff like that that doesn't pay you so i don't who knows maybe we'll do part two and see if we get to the million <laughs> it would be we'd have to crush it with christmas lights yeah still in our wheelhouse and i would have liked to hit it this year for sure but dude but, like i just think like for for one second here man like i think you got to take a step back and be like whoa like the fact that you're even like that close is like so incredible. And I know we're not the type of guys to kind of like pat ourselves on the back and like really like smell the roses and just be like, oh, look what I've done. Mm-hmm. Cause we're always forward thinking, dude, like we're it's always like, well, yeah. what's next? And what's that next milestone? And how do we break that? And how do I go to the next level? And it's just how we're wired, right? I think it's safe to say that we kind of have that in our dna yeah. right whether it's from being athletes or just who we are as people and we know people, a lot of people not like that as well people just get comfortable and they're like ah well we did we did you know half a half a million in revenue this year like that's pretty good like i think we're good here like we don't need to you know everything is good you know what i mean but your foresight to invest in those systems build a business that's built to sell um love that advice by the way not for every type of company um like obviously some things like with the per- if you're strictly just doing a personal brand or even if you're building like an agency or something like that like there are certain business models that don't really lend themselves well to to just selling but always thinking of it in that frame i think really helps you think like okay if i'm not here who's doing this and you know then following that all the way down the hierarchy to like the job actually getting done um really really important stuff man yeah and built to sell just means like making things making things easier so that like for instance like right now like i could give you the pad pal pad pal manual and be like hey all my calls from pad pal are being forwarded to you today yeah you'd be a little slow on like navigating where to go on your next okay they said yeah. this what should i say but you like you could take over the call like that's so for you for like having the podcast it's just like the the back end stuff like you film the podcast yeah. the rest should be should be like yeah as you've done is getting taken care of yeah exactly man i think it's really important because um i know a lot of people who really take ownership and really like like doing the thing and that's fine like wanting to be involved in every step of the process 
But I've just always, like, from the beginning of this journey, like, when I taught myself how to edit, when I taught myself all this stuff, and I just, like, how to use equipment and whatever, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, I just want to do what we're doing right now. I could do it all day, and, like, that, I can't outsource this. Yeah. And I don't want to. Like, this is dope. This is the most fun that I could be having, right? But am I going to edit this? Like, I bring no value to that. You know what I mean? Mm. I could be going and doing more of this, while more of those get now it's on a way smaller scale than a, a, something like a pad pal where you got a bunch of employees how big's your team now at this point uh 10 people like 10 people, 10 people full yeah <clears throat> and then we have during the summer we have we always lose guys at this time of the year though because we always have like guys like like either like hockey guys or like <clears throat> guys that are like uh like this carlton soccer goalie works for us so like he wanted to work this fall and it's just like oh i'm too busy now so 10 solid guys yeah well, that's one of the next things that i wanted to talk to you about right is like for a business like yours um and like most businesses to be honest like one of the hardest things is finding good people how do you manage that I, i've been asked this question now three times today i got asked this on dm i got asked this by the people we were coaching and now here and what i say is like you it's the hardest part of running a business is finding good workers it is by far the hardest like especially with the uh government handing out money it's hard to get people to want especially doing labor work yeah um we found big success with finding one good person and getting them from their network to ask and ask that is that is the best for sure yeah i found that as well and obviously in a different business and lane but like if you got a homie and you guys are similar i'm gonna trust guy number one's word because it's like guy number one's crushing it for me if you're telling me this dude's solid, there's a higher likelihood of him being solid than putting up a Kijiji ad. Yeah, that's that's that is the best road to go. If that's not an option for you, um, it's it's hard when you're first starting out. It's definitely like a real vibe thing. And then after that, like another thing I said to the guy today when he asked me, like the guy that owns his business that's down here, he was asking like, how do you get your guys like how my guys are? Because he saw my guys working and saw like just their they're on point. Yeah, they're on point. Yeah, exactly. That's they're on point. And I said to him like, man, it's it's not always about the money. It's about like, I'll do things for my employees that I don't have to do. Like I, all the time. Yeah. I uh, saw the TikTok. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got this guy, got, <laughs> got my, got my, uh, got my workers, some, uh, Wendy's. Like, yeah. That's a little bit. Well, it's more, it's even, even like more than that. some yeah. of my, yeah. Like getting them food and stuff like that's, that's nice. But yeah. like, I'm saying like, and it doesn't have to be all the time. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but it's just like, that handful of times where you really show like, Hey, I got your back. Like one of my guys is going on a date and I don't, he doesn't have, I know he doesn't have a car. And I'm like, Hey, why don't you just take, tr like take my yeah, truck? Yeah. Like, like he was going to bust there. And like, again, it, it's fine. Like I'm not judging that whatever, but it's like yeah. I the vehicles either going to like, we have yeah. multiple vehicles sitting here and yeah. like, he didn't ask me for it, mm -hmm. but like me being like, Hey, take the truck or Hey, like, it's nice. But he really mean? appreciated that, man. And like my guys, like it's like all the guys that work at PadPal, it's, it, they, there's times, don't get me wrong, where I'm like, yo, like, I can't believe you guys would do that. Or like, I didn't even know this thing was breakable. How the hell did you break that? Like they do stupid stuff. But also at the same time, it's like, we needed a mini fridge for the shop. And it's yeah. like, the guy will be on Kijiji and be like, hey, Adam, I picked up a mini fridge from Kijiji. And like, then again, they'll use their own money and like not like I'll I'll offer the money. They oh here let me. They're like oh no, it's all good. I wanted to just add it for the shop. Like yeah. they they are bought in. I so love that man. They yeah. believe in they believe in me. And then I think for me, like giving some of these guys that wouldn't have an opportunity in other aspects, and they can see that hey, if I the companies, I'm, there's ten people here right now. I'm number three, and if I just grind, like they can see that it's an opportunity for them. Right. Whereas like 
these guys could probably make more money like going and doing like hard labor roofing, making a couple bucks extra an hour, but you're your plateau your... but they see upward mobility yeah they exactly. see that hey, oh, there's probably a future here i can learn a thing or two from this guy and you know probably some of them too like i don't know if you you've experienced this but like want to go and start their own thing i've had i had one guy that worked one guy when i first started that was kind of a wiener that went and started his own thing not one none of my guys i could see really doing that and again if they wanted to like you'd support good, it good yeah. for them like, yeah, good, but, good for them but None of the guys I have right now, I can really see doing that. Like, I've had guys that, like, one of my guys that started, like, his own fitness business who I've helped with, like, doing that on the side and stuff. But I can't see my guys right now. Like, our our main guys are, like, workers. They're bought in. They're workers that are, like, instead of them just being a worker their whole life for some company, like, they're a worker. And now I'm teaching them a little bit of social skills, teaching them a little bit of, like, hey, like, you're responsible for the equipment. Hey, like, the customer called me. Like, it's your job. Like, putting more responsibility on them in, in that sense more responsibility yeah i think that's a big thing because then you get people feeling pride in what they do <coughs> excuse me um so kind of uh something i want to switch gears a bit you brought up uh, mentorship before and uh me personally i think that's like one of the most important things in this business journey and this business world is um making sure that you have like people and, and courses and, and coaching and that kind of stuff that like you can look up to learn from download and save so much time in your journey. And now you're like on the other side of that as well. And we'll get into that for sure. But um, I just want to talk about that for a second, because for me, from where I've started a few years ago, when we had coffee at that time, right? Like I knew nothing about business. I literally remember talking to you and like, you were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got this government job and like, I really hate it. And like, I'd like to leave. And you're like, why don't you do that? And like, I just don't know what I'm going to do yet. I will say that I've come, you know, a little bit of a way since then. Haven't come like, you know, crazy and not, not as much as my man chap here, but you know, definitely, um, definitely done a few things. And um, I credit all of that to investing in courses, coaching reading learning and like actually doing like taking that stuff and not just reading a book but like reading a chapter and being i'm gonna i'm gonna go apply that today so to me in 2020 i spent like almost thirty thousand dollars like of my own like personal money because at that point i didn't really have business money right to invest in like upping my skills because I think that was one of the most important things that I could do to start. It's like, I need some skills. I just don't have those right mm-hmm. now. Like, I got to learn about sales. I got to learn about systems. I got to learn even like like editing and podcast stuff and like whatever, whatever it was. Like, I just have to learn as much as I possibly can, right? But I would like, I would never go back from that. Like, I think that that, those, that investment and quite frankly, myself and everything has like, led to everything that i do today man how how do you view coaching mentorship and stuff from a consumption standpoint and then i want to talk to you about being on the other side of that yeah so first off like the per the d-pack i met at the coffee shop there to to now it's crazy man like you can't discredit that like even just your overall like demeanor like you yeah you had the idea of like oh i kind of want to do but you were very like very safe and like weren't confident i would say you're yeah. very like uh, like yeah. yeah you had that like like and you could it's like a, a feeling i could feel like oh man this guy has to just fucking go for it yeah and believe in himself and like so and yeah you've came like i wouldn't discredit by by any means man like there's times where like i see other people like you or jamie or hayden or whoever it may be i'm like oh like 
I got to step my game up because I see <laughs> those guys are, are hustling. So to your question though, in terms of like the mentorship and how much value that is like 30,000, like that's, I think that's awesome investing that in yourself. Mentorship is, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, like yeah. you don't have a chance of like, you it's won't a cheat code. It's a cheat code. Yeah. Like for, <clears throat> in, on the consumption end for me, it's like, I did the whole university thing. I knew right away. It's, this is a, a waste. Like, yeah. I knew that. So like I'd be sitting in university and then there's so much free stuff as well online. So like YouTube, like uh, meet Kevin, like I bought his membership, like that's an $800 membership. Yeah. But again, it's like that $800 membership, like you could go buy that and you're going to learn more than you're going to learn at four years of university. Yeah. Right. Like I'm in zip trader as well. Like I was another six, like, and then like I have a f mentor that mentors me for free. It's, free it's a trade-off yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's reciprocal yeah it's yeah. reciprocal like we give and take but like <clears throat> when you jump on a call when i jump on a call his name's judson um he owns Asheville kingdom when i jump on a call with him and you hear their level of like the way they look at a problem or the way they look at life and business and stuff it's just like yo they're at that next level you're like i need to get to that level dude or, i think that's so important to see dude because if you're really like and i hate this quote because it's kind of really corny but like if you're just surrounding yourself with like a bunch of people who are at or below your level not to like talk down or i'm not like ranking humans or whatever but in terms of like from business context like there are just levels to this game right like the insane levels yes. when you're not looking up above at like yo what's next you kind of can get complacent because you think, yo, I'm kind of like doing it, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's a very dangerous attitude to have. And I love mentorship for that. So it's really good that you have that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So like the, just the way they think of things and it's like, and then also putting in comparison, you think of the way you thought of things two years ago. So yeah. it's also motivating me. Like, okay. If I just keep on doing this, like I'll be able to have that sort of knowledge and that sort of like, like when I go like, again, like there's another guy that helps me. His name is Paul his first company went public and I'll go to him and be like, Hey, like this other company is asking us to buy them out. What do you do? And like, I have like three things that I'm considering. And then he just comes in with like five other things and be yeah. like, no, no, like, and it's like, you have yeah, way more options than you think. And blah, blah, way blah. other ways to structure deal. Like I'm thinking, okay, like do we offer them 20,000 and buy their customer list or do we offer them a hundred thousand and just take everything? Like, and he's like, Oh no, you, what you're going to do is a three-year agreement, whatever percentage of revenue you can pull from his clients. That's what you're like just things that you don't think of that like you'd be entering these deals, which again, at this point it's whatever hundreds of thousands, whatever kind of deal it would be. Whereas like, and you can mess those up and like in the grand scheme of things, whatever, but like having someone that's already messed up five times that can be like, Hey, do this. Yeah. It's, it's game changing. Like it, it's investing in mentorship. Like I almost bought the meet Kevin. It's five grand for 30 minutes. Like, okay. But again, he's it's at the end of this year, I might treat myself. That's the one thing that I've been like, it's, maybe, it's, maybe with the Christmas lights yeah. crush it this year, you treat yourself to a little Christmas yeah. gift, bro. But I know that that 30 minutes with like structured questions and like, hey, here's where I'm at. Here's what my like net worth is. Here's my business. Like he can give in that 30 minutes, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of information for me like that. It's value, not the cost. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's what I think like when you start getting to that next level and you start realizing like, like a little story for me, like when I was like um, just starting my business, like literally just starting, like I even like I didn't even know about like corporate structures or anything. Like I was literally like just I'm just going to start selling the service or whatever and we'll figure it out. Um, 
I had no idea what I'm doing. I felt really insecure and like um, super like imposter syndrome. Like I'm just like, yo, I'm went way in over my head. Like I'm getting on these sales calls. I don't even know like what I, what my offer is. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't even really like have enough to know. I was just like, I'll do like anything for anyone. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like that. I'll but want... you figure it out over time. Like exactly. you have, like you have. That's, a, that's yeah, starting and failing like, the amount of times I've been at someone's house, like, yeah, we can take, like, when I start, we don't do that. I've learned to not do that anymore, just the way the business and, like, scaling it. And we don't do that. But when I was first starting, like, oh, like, you need a new gutter put in? Sure. We'll do that. I go home, I type in YouTube. I'm like, oh, how shit. To, that's how not easy. <laughs> <laughs> Better figure that out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, starting. And then another huge, huge, huge thing that I started, I think, right kind of like when I was towards my end of university because I was in the hockey crowd i felt like towards my end of my hockey was not really connecting with those guys as much just different values priorities um is and i especially after finishing hockey i felt a little like lonely i'm like yo like none of my other friends that are like most of my friends are still playing like pro and junior or have like some job that they don't really like and they're just doing that so when you meet with your friends, you're like, oh, like I don't, I can't talk to them about business. I can't talk <laughs> to them about personal growth. This, this, this. Just can't relate. So like over the last, yeah, exactly. So like, and then you feel like, oh, am I like something wrong with me? But then over the last three years, like reaching out to other people that are around your age that have similar goals and like drive as you is, is just I say that's almost on the same level as mentorship. Maybe I think it's, so too. Yeah, like just seeing like <clears throat> yeah like you Hayden. Uh, Alex Como, I don't know if you met him. Yeah, or, I'm actually going to the fish tonight, man. It's his oh, birthday. Yeah? I think he's doing something. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I was, talking, I was talking to him earlier too. I was talking to him today, but like jumping on a call with that and being able to talk to someone about NFTs or talk to someone about business challenges yeah. or whatever, signing a deal yeah. is extremely powerful because, yeah, you said it sounds corny, but if you hang around with people that are just just going out for the ipas and just talking about what their last costco run was like like dude i don't want to like again i don't want to be on here talking down to anyone it's not like i'm not saying you have to run a business or be an entrepreneur but the loneliness thing is so real dude like i felt that so many times when i was just like starting this thing out and like i couldn't talk to my own family about it all my family's workers Mm -hmm. they're just straight blue collar just like you work for your paycheck and that's it and work hard and work till you die basically Mm -hmm. and so coming from that like approaching things a little bit differently and like yeah like you know business is not a linear path there's going to be times at the beginning where things are tough and like it's not you don't really know what next month looks like to be honest like until you get to a point where you kind of do and you can forecast things and whatever you do have to take a little bit of that bet on yourself and having people around you that you could just call up and like just like it doesn't even have to be talking about business that's what i found most is like yeah like you chit chat about business and stuff but literally just someone who gets it or like someone who'll see like yo man you look burnt i'm like yeah man it's been a wild week like honestly like it's been insane it's like oh like what's going on like bro, I just put together these four deals, like, this happened, but then lost this client, and this happened, oh, man, I get it, like, that happened to me last week, it's like, man, yes, yeah, you know, (laughs) also, it kind of, also, it kind of, it's kind of nice, too, like, if you have other friends that are, like, out there grinding to, like, know, like, sometimes it'll be Friday night, it's, like, 11 30 and i'm just like at home working on something i'm like oh fuck am i a loser and then i'll be like on my stories and then i'll see you that you posted you're editing something i'm like oh deep is grinding i'm grinding too like <laughs> it's it, motivating dude yeah. it's good like and we all lift each other up that way it's not even um i guess uh one difference is like in sports and stuff right like 
it teaches you competition which i like hardcore believe in i think it's really important like i want i want to like i i want to see chap doing crazy shit because i'm like the competitor in me is, is like dude i can fucking do that too yeah you know what i mean and like that helps both of us but it's not like at the expense of our friendship and it's never at the expense of like um growing together you know what i mean so i think that like i think the important distinction with sports is like it's not a zero-sum game it's like a positive sum game it's like if you're you're winning i'm winning too even though it's like you're not like putting money in my pocket per se but it's like yo i can download like what you're doing and like apply that to my business which is it couldn't be a more different like service offer every anything right but it's like oh shoot like systems like we were talking about it before this podcast like you use notion i use notion yeah. i'm gonna want to check out some of your templates and like i'm gonna want to see you know you're telling me like use this software it makes this note taking easier yeah. and like this that blah, blah blah and it's like those kinds of things like are very valuable man especially because there's no blueprint to this shit man and like as much as i love the courses and like i do love the mentorship and like i literally just finished saying that like how important that is i think it's not the full answer it has to be married with like ruthless execution and like applying shit failing like failing whatever yeah having that feedback and being like okay that didn't work i'm gonna try this and like just keep going and that's really like it sounds so unsexy but that's pretty much just what business is in a nutshell you're always learning like and it's yeah. that's what i love about like you're always learning like yeah that, that's it's huge like if you're always learning and and to your point like yeah like today today right now like my business doesn't align with any of any of you guys like any of like my entrepreneurial friends really like the most would be with like anna's with real estate yeah. i get like none of them so sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm a little excluded, but at the same time, it's like, it's right today. But it's like, as you're growing, I'm growing, everyone's growing in that circle. It's like, who knows what's possible down the road? Like, it, It's actually crazy. It's, We're so young, dude. Like, we literally haven't even gotten started. That's exactly. the craziest part is like 10 years from now when we go back and listen to this pod and it's like, wow, we were idiots. We're a little bitch. We, we, <laughs> we thought we knew what we were talking about. We thought we sounded so smart and wise. It's like these idiots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I want to switch gears a bit, man, because we're already like almost coming up on an hour. This is crazy. But um, I want to, uh, I want to, I have to talk about the TikTok account, man. Like I have to dive into it. This is Dang. just such a wild thing. And it's not, not to say that I'm in any way surprised just because of your personality, just because of who you are and like you know i don't see this really like not many other people are going to be able to duplicate what you've been able to do with that account so a lot of it is definitely like on you dude like like that's yeah. fully you right but we got to talk about like tiktok as a whole and why that like why did you blow up there because as of right now you're at over 100k followers um you know obviously you work with jamie and i and deep social brands and stuff it's not a plug for me or anything yeah. but like you are by far our biggest client by the numbers right now. So, mm -hmm. like, talk to me about how you were able to kind of do that on your end. I think it was the biggest end first. Was it? Oh, no, Tony beat me by, like, a week, eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, um, how, did I, how was I able to get the TikTok going? Like, like, like going. Not just you had a TikTok account, you put some posts up, and, like, it's all right. Like, how did it, like, how did you get 15 million views on, on a video? Yeah, so a lot of the stuff we do is a lot of the most viral stuff, I guess you could say, is like the oddly satisfying stuff, like the driveway ceilings. 
uh time lapses uh that's like our that's like the ones that have went like the 15 mils and stuff like that try to stay away from those more and more like yeah. as it was because it doesn't it really build like the community as much it's just like people who like to see cool stuff unless i'm using it like i used when i first started i would put it with just music and that does better but then now i'll actually talk because then it's going to still turn people off that aren't interested in that like i'll talk about like the business or like the numbers or like how to charge or whatever so like we if i if i went today and just did full montage of those it could blow up and like blow it up easy i think um i think a big appeal for the home service but again it's not another one of those things where it's like there's not that many people that have home service businesses that even have social media at all or are on TikTok posting TikToks with with a good videographer with strategy. So I think that's what the perfect yeah. mix is. Whereas like if I was going to go start a makeup channel right now and I'm not saying don't start one, you can 100% blow up on any platform. If you say that you can't, it's too late to blow up on Instagram or YouTube. It's, you're just telling yourself that you can that's go. That's cope. <laughs> it's, it is. It's yeah, 100%. Um, However, with that being said, like if I wanted to go start a finance YouTube channel right now, you have to know that you're going to go up there and put your finance video. Great. Like go for it. However, you have to know that like meet Kevin's on there, Graham Stefan, like zip trader, like these people that are putting high quality content every single day with a team behind them. So like you have to know that that's someone that you're competing with and Definitely how are you Definitely not a out? blue ocean, a lot more of a red ocean where you're competing with a lot, a lot of people. You got to be that much more, have your own unique selling proposition right? either higher quality or something that's unique about you yeah. you can't just go out there and say here's what's going on here's my stock trades because it's like yeah sure but there's a guy here that's literally putting 15 million he's so confident in his trades like yeah. and you're putting on like oh buy this because i said so yeah right? so so the home service industry like just i think having our being on tiktok in general and then not having that as many there's people on there doing it more and more but like i the high quality content for an industry that doesn't really have it. And then another thing for the home service industry is like, it's something that you can do at a small scale when you're like 15 years old, sho shoveling snow or like cutting some grass. You're teaching people and, how to make money. And you can also do it. Like there's people on, like there's a, a guy that has a podcast to listen to his home, home service millionaires, this thing he's, his, he's almost at a billion dollar company, garage door company, or you can, Wild. so it's one of those things where it's like, you can start with like really little, like, there's multi-million dollar lawn care companies, pool companies, like franchise, like... I started off mowing lawns. But that, that was literally how, the yeah. only way I made money growing up. I was like, dude, I'm just going to go to every door on my street and I'm just going to tell them I'm going to mow. The I was like 13. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it required no, like, business savvy or anything. But literally from that age, I was just like, I can print money all summer. Like, when I'm not in school, I'm just going to do 10, 15 houses yeah. and I'm just going to... They're gonna pay me straight cash, and like I'm buying my own iPod. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm the man now. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. But like it's good. Though. That that's a reality. Like mm -hmm. you can just go and do that. Like, and and you're teaching so many people in so many different like lanes how to like monetize like a quick side hustle, and mm -hmm. like get your bread up. Like young king, you know what I yeah. mean? Like you don't have to print you, that money. Print that money. Print I love money. that. I love <laughs> that's that. That's my go-to. Print money. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just the combination of like the viral high quality content from Jamie. If you have a business, like again, I'm not getting paid to say this, but <laughs> if you have a business paying someone to come in and shoot 20 TikToks in a day, if you're good on camera and don't have to do multiple takes, which is why we can bang out. I don't want to say 30 on here and then people think they're getting 30 every time. <laughs> right, but like right. if you're fine on camera, like you can easily get, let's say 15. I don't know what their package is for everyone, but let's say 15 TikToks in a day that's high quality and you have someone there that's helping you with your hooks, helping you with just like pulling it together a little bit, 
and you have a business, you have to be doing that, putting on reels and TikTok and pay someone to do it because it's going to be 10 times better. Like Jamie, uh, Jamie's there with me for the day for six hours, seven hours, well, seven stretch. Let's call it five or six hours maybe. Yeah. And that's, that's enough content for me for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Which for me, makes sense. Like that, th- that, the paying Jamie is worth, worth the time. It just makes sense. If you have a business, you should be doing reels. And you should also be spending your time doing other things besides learning how to create reels and how to post them. You yeah. should definitely pay them to do that for you. Exactly. It's so. I mean, I think I think it's safe to say it's been pretty ROI positive for you, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So there's been the amount of money that's came through the TikTok for me is. Then again, not like when when people say, "Oh, how do you get paid from TikTok?" A lot of people don't really get them. Like. I don't even have one of those accounts. Like, like, I don't even sign up for that. Like, I just go from cold reaching out to brands and people reaching out to me for like coaching or the uh, for selling lights, selling courses, uh, mentoring people. Like, it's yeah, we've had even on in, like straight for PadPal jobs have came through Instagram from reels that have gone viral. Like, like yeah, the ROI on the TikTok is is not, it's huge. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And I think uh, what it's also just getting started. Like you've been you've been crushing it in like that lane that you're doing. But like the next kind of thing is like now that you've built a business that's super successful, super profitable and you have all this money, the next kind of step in life is what am I going to do with it? Right. And you've been investing in some pretty interesting stuff, man. Let's talk about NFTs. What got you into that? I mean, I know we're running a little over time here, but I really I need to hear from you. What made you get into that wave? So I'm like I said, like I first started looking into crypto when I was at like uni, like because again, I'm either listening to some whatever or like go online so i started looking into the cryptos and then i can't remember even how the nfts like came across my 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 board there uh it was like maybe a few months before it really started being everywhere kind of idea like Mm -hmm. maybe like six months i remember talking to you guys about it i remember that yeah so (laughs) and i remember being like yo it's gonna change like i was like yo this is gonna change the world yeah i I remember that (laughs) i really remember that that time uh when you were even telling hayden cash and our our mutual friend uh uh like hey bro like i really think that like this is the next wave like this is gonna people are gonna get like stupid rich off this like this is the next thing and at the time like he just kind of like as hayden does just kind of like downloaded it didn't like say anything or get too hyped about it and now he's on the train too. yeah like he's big into the nfts yeah. i'm next I'm, I'm a hop on it i don't understand it enough yet and i quite frankly like just to be honest like i have not put like time or energy into that i'm just like yo like i feel like because me i get obsessed with things and like once i start i won't I won't stop caring and thinking about that and that that's just going to consume my life and I just don't have the time right now. Relatable. But dude, I need I need like a quick breakdown on what it, what are NFTs? Why should you get on them and like why why you're on them so hard right now. So so here's a like for you and for a lot of people that are going to listen to this. It's the NFT right now, it's in its peak craze. So an NFT is a non-fungible token. Basically what it means is living on the blockchain. We won't get into crazy detail. So it can be like a one of one or like a limited run. So the easiest way to picture that is art. So we have the Mona Lisa that's been painted once or whatever art like Andy Warhol that's been painted. And we put value to that because we do. Yeah. Like there's no, like that's a, it's a piece of paper that someone drew on how many ever years ago we there only is a reason there's value to that because it's limited run it's one of one painting 
and because we see it as valuable because he was a good artist. So with the NFTs, it's a similar kind of concept. Like you can have a one-of-one -one drawing online and sell the rights to that drawing. So now you own those rights and people say, oh, I could take a screenshot. But with the blockchain, what it does is it shows that, hey, Deepak actually owns this. It's a verified owner. It's yeah. like someone that says, oh, well, it's the same thing as taking a photo on my phone. Okay, yeah, you can get a Mona Lisa replicate, like replica at Walmart, but you can't have the Mona Lisa on your house, on your wall, unless you're going to fork out the, <laughs> the money. So, yeah. And, and right now, and again, it's one of those things where it's easy to easy to digest. We'll wrap it up for the podcast here. Yeah. It's easy to digest as seeing it as art and like videos and like an artist can release a song and have, there's only 50,000 of this and then whoever gets the download can have it. Yeah. It's That's the easy and like the easy way to, I was talking with Alex Como today about this. That's the easy way to introduce the technology. It's art. It's a similar idea. Think that how we value art. Think about that with the NFTs. Yep. However, when I see NFTs and like, <clears throat> A word of advice for people is like, unless you do your really good research, like I would not start putting money into NFTs, random NFTs. I think it's a waste of money. Like it's, there are some that you'll make money on, but a lot of them, right? Like there's so like, you can go on Fiverr and have, I could launch an NFT like next week. It's, 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 it's doing it right. However, where the NFTs and like where I want to do a business or grow into would be the not sexy version. Like, NFTs, you can do it for like, con like you can do it for like contracts mm. and like anything where there's trust involved. Right. You can use the NFT. Like it, you could do it to like to track where your every single place your apples went. Mm. You can go to the grocery store and let people scan it on their phone. Be, oh, this was in six different places and see what days it was there. Like it's, it's just a very good way of like cutting out bullshit, I guess you could That's how it's say. And like use smart blockchain contracts. to kind of change the world in, in ways that we haven't even seen yet. So it's like in its infancy in terms of application yeah it's 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 very it's in its infancy like right now it's the art craze and the music because it's super simple to yeah. people to comprehend yeah whereas if you're like oh you don't need to do this anymore because this is all going to take care of any of the legalities oh you don't need lawyers for that because this was fulfilled so it's a smart that's where like or like building supplies like right. something ugly like lumber knowing where yeah and again like that's nothing i'd want to go into i want to go into something more exciting than that but like there's so many different ways that this technology is going to be used and there's going to be it's like the internet 3.0. So it's 2.0 social media. Originally, it was just letting computers talk to each other. Then it was the ability, web 2.0, is to have social media platforms. So you can have your website. I can have my website. Yeah. We can go on Facebook. And yeah. then 3.0 is going to be like the, the, yeah, the NFTs, the crypto. Yeah. Like it's, we're on the verge right now of a crazy way. So like, I'm personally, like I'm investing, like got in on some of the Gary Vee stuff and like projects that are think are legit mm -hmm. um but again i'm too busy to be actively on there trying to learn which ones are trending which ones aren't like i, I yeah. can't do that um yeah that's the part so i'm learning difficult. about the i'm learning about the technology and thinking bigger picture like right sure i could get some nft photos how could i now. sell some shovels you know yeah that's yeah that is the way to put it right mm -hmm. right now you can yeah you can jump in you could flip an nft make a few hundred bucks or a few thousand bucks or whatever you could lose a few thousand who knows Whereas like I'm looking at my kid, I want to understand this and think, okay, what is an industry that doesn't even know what doesn't even know what a crypto is yet? Yeah. And now we're on the NFTs. Like they're still three steps behind. Yeah. Take that technology, apply it to something else or like reaching yeah. out to who knows what it's going to be. But like learning right now, if you don't know about them, I'd say learn before you start dumping your money on OpenSea and stuff because you can, it's <laughs> a lot of them are pump and dump and a lot of them are going to come uh, ha, or have started to and will. 
but the technology itself is is world changing. It's sound. Okay, man. That's that's getting me really excited. I'm 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 gonna dive in and don't do go some... buy all. Don't go waste all your money on NFTs though. Now. No, <laughs> I, I I am definitely gonna do exactly that now. Right after the podcast, dump all my entire life savings yeah. now. But uh, definitely a very interesting space. I'd like to be involved. I'm gonna do a little bit more of my own research as well. I'm gonna try to learn as much as I can. Um, but I really like that. Um, I really like that um, it's still so new and it's one of those things that um, people always look back on and it's like, uh, oh, I wish like at the beginning I could have I could have done something with this or like, you know, like Bitcoin such an easy example, right? Like I remember it being like, I don't know, a few hundred bucks at like a at like a bar. They had like a Bitcoin machine really? and it, like, it was like it was under a thousand bucks. I could tell you that with yeah. pure confidence. Like it was under a thousand dollars for one Bitcoin. And like I, everyone has one of those stories, right? Like where it's like <laughs> it was like wait, she, <laughs> 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 you included. Oh, <laughs> we won't, we we won't get into that. We want we want to keep it posy vibes here, but bro, I just remember looking at that and being like, that's dumb as hell. Why would I? Why would I put my money into that? And that now would be worth what, right? So, um, kind of a false equivalency there because it's like kind of a very different. thing. Thing, but like you know in terms of hype and like you know where it's going to be 10 years from now yeah very exciting yeah awesome um last kind of thing to end off the podcast here man I, and like we could sit here for hours yeah, as you know like yeah. i'll get you back on again bro like you know we'll do around i guess technically around two we'll do one in, we'll do one in uh we'll do one in columbia we'll do one in columbia when i'm down there and and yeah but we'll have lots more episodes but kind of like just to wrap it up uh with, with a nice little knot man on the it's not that deep podcast i'm about to ask some deep shit right. so um how does uh how does adam chap want to be remembered how do you want to be remembered when it's all said and done man uh i'd say i want to be remembered as someone that worked really hard and was able to, yeah, like be able to leave an impact after I leave. So, yeah, I'd say someone that worked hard and was straight up on their word. Like if I say something, I mean it. Mm -hmm. Like kind of what you said at the beginning, like finding a way to get things done. Like, yeah. No matter what, like I always make sure to get away done. And then, uh, like I just find like as I've been hitting different goals, like I've been really trying to like, there's different levels of goals. And, like I want to be able to like die and also have your name live on, whatever mm -hmm. that may be, whether it's that legacy through yeah yeah i want like that's kind of like it's looking at like my life that way now is really motivating me even more besides just like oh i want to have money and like chill with my family and do whatever i want whenever i want mm. i'm like yo what kind of things can i do so that when yeah. i die like that there's like a part like there's something that you've made an impact on the world because you're you're here for a short time man yeah like yeah. money and that all that 100 that helps that goes hand in hand with kind of that most most cases uh so yeah i think like straight someone that's yeah straight up and says what they're gonna do i guess love that bro man chap search for meaning i love it i love to hear <laughs> it bro <laughs> yeah i guess so where can people find you work with you find your social media all that stuff shout it all out man adam our chap on everything for my personal stuff uh tiktok uh instagram youtube as well um and then pad pal ca is for the business but yeah if you want to get hold of me i'd say it's instagram dm i try i'm trying to get better at answering those man that's crazy just flooded man uh, this guy's flooded man yeah. he's been flooded before all the tiktok <laughs> fame <laughs> not not true i guess <laughs> no, you get me in trouble here but uh no but yeah instagram youtube everything adam Archap. dude 
I appreciate uh, calling you a brother, a friend, and and I'm so happy to kind of grow with you and and continue to watch your journey. I know that you're gonna succeed at everything you touch, man, and I love you, man. I love you too. Like, that was so nice. I love you too, brother. <laughs> honestly, man, love, bro. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the It's Not That Deep podcast. Remember, everyone listening, it's not that deep. <laughs>